0: This is the KookCast, episode two. You! Hey Rippers, are you learning to surf? Or just trying to get a little better? What is a kook, you ask? Well, there's many things that will qualify you. Like when you lay your surfboard down in the parking lot just for a second, only to turn around and hear the cringe-worthy sound of fiberglass getting crushed by a car. You don't have to admit it ever happened to you, but my friend Eric Schwab has no problem to. If you've ever cooped it, or just like to laugh when other people do, stick around, because this podcast is just for you. All of you that shred the gnar know how us surfers love to spot a kook. but don't panic, because we all kook it. So hang on to your swimmies and get ready to learn. The Cast is here to lead you on your journey out of Kookdom one story at a time, and hopefully offer you some traction on this slippery slope between kookery and killing it. I'm your host, Coach Chris from the surf coaching and education program, The Surf Continuum, where I work personally and virtually with surfers to cultivate proper technique, fundamental skills and education on how to read waves so you can surf properly. So tell me Eric, how did you learn how to surf? Standing up on a boogie
1: board. Really? How old are you? Uh, probably six or seven when I started boogie boarding. And my parents never wanted to commit to spending that much money on a surfboard for something they didn't know that I would like. Mm-hmm. So then finally, when I was like 11 or 12, I have saved up like 300 bucks. And my dad paid for the other half and I got a new board. Your
0: first surfboard was
1: $600? Yeah, I, got a, I think I got a new one. Rick sold me a new one.
0: Oh, Rick, I forgot about Rick's. My first surfboard was $50. And I had 42. <laughs> my parents gave me eight bucks and I had my first used surfboard that I, I was surfing with for like, um, geez, probably
1: like four or five years. Yeah, mine was a go surf, had a giant green G on it with three green Hawaiian flowers on it. It was epic. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like an Eric Schwab surfboard. Oh, dude. I feel like beautiful. you would still have that. I wish I did. I wish I had my first surfboard still. It was it was a seven zero fun board like it was perfect. Oh, dude. it's kind of what I'm coming back around to now. Like, I with know your seven six or whatever it is. Yeah,
0: I was just gonna say like my current favorite surfboard is a seven six of all things. I've been a shortboarder all my life, and like now I find myself looking at the waves and being like, oh that's perfect for the seven six. It's like big. I'm like oh that's perfect for the seven six. Small. I'm like oh that's perfect for the seven six. I guess it's more about the wave shape really. You know, when less the it's not so much the size of the wave that I'm looking at when I pick a board, but um, like the shape. You know, if it's if it's a little neat, to waist high runner with a good little pocket, I'll shortboard. Yeah. But I don't know when it's like so many mushy waves that we have to deal with. So it's just so nice to have that projection off the rail. That's long on.
1: Just yeah. a bunch of mushy waves. <laughs> a bunch of kooks. Kooking it all together. <laughs> all together now. It's one big happy family. <laughs> Somebody told me that they got a foil board this summer. And this person happens to also be a stand-up paddler. Uh, Yeah, I'm a little worried about that. Yeah, the the foils, that's actually a great thing to talk about, huh? The
0: foils is a new foil board let me tell you now we don't even care about the paddle boarders anymore it's like watch out for the foils because he's coming from a, even further out <laughs> yeah with like no no speed obstacles just slicing through the water and that you know like oh man yeah i already have seen a few guys out there doing it
1: really yeah i want to try one badly i, I do mean, too <laughs> no they're really cool they're really I, I, cool but i'm
0: not going to try it
1: where people are
0: no <laughs> when did you start getting uh, like nature shape boards? Because I know you you ride a lot of nature shapes and have Mike custom shape them for you.
1: Yup, Yo, Mike and I work very closely together, um, building different boards and like tweaking prototypes. Like there's the one board, the the one longboard that I started riding. Probably one of the first boards I rode was the uh, HP one from Mike, oh. high performance longboard. And for me, like. I enjoyed riding it, but at the same time, I wanted to nose ride, and it wasn't, that, it wasn't as good at, ri- at nose riding than a classic nose rider would be. Mm-hmm. So my goal was to build a board that was like a hybrid between the two. And, and you guys called it the HP1? We called it the HP2. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get too creative on that one. Because <laughs> um, it's, it, like- it's still, it's, listen, it still does have a high-performance tail, built into it it's a little wider but for the most part so you were was, able to it was a secondary version of it yes yeah. it, it, the template was very much and now similar. L- let me ask
0: you something are you going to name your son eric <laughs>
1: absolutely not <laughs> eric, <laughs> <too>. eric. <laughs> eric eric too <laughs>
0: remember when remember when we drove to uh florida because john was in that like longboard contest and yeah. we like
1: alternated driving down yeah. and we both were John and I were going down. Oh, you were in it too? Yeah, we were going down. That was the...
0: Oh, and I was just tagging along.
1: Yeah, you were just driving. You were just chilling. But yeah, you got your surfboard run over.
0: Yeah. The first day.
1: Like, we roll up. And then... And then stolen. (laughs) And then stolen. Yeah, like, all in three days. And... It was, luckily, just after I competed in my heat, but the day before, when it got run over, I was like, this is my only board, <laughs> and it just got run over by a car, and I paid $150 to be in the contest. <laughs> that was a lot of money. And I drove, you know, <laughs> like,
0: 1,200 miles. Yeah, but so what happened, though? Wasn't it, like, not that big of a break? Like, it was... What, what happened? The fin box? Or I mean Yeah, fin- she
1: basically... The tail got run over, the fin box kind of bent over... But I used a popsicle stick and some sun cure, and like bent it back into place and cracked the popsicle stick half off in the box and that's right, it worked. I remember that I knew you did something, and it
0: wasn't like like it wasn't like the board broke it in the no like, it was like more like something. a
1: squished tail and a bent over fin box, <laughs> yeah, so that's why you didn't win the contest yeah sure <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: And then so that same board was like left at the car for what, 10 minutes?
1: Yeah, I ran back down to the beach, left it in front of the van kind on, of on the grass. Not conspicuously. It was sort of like
0: between the car and the grass, you know? It had to be somebody nearby or somebody watching.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, I I just left it sitting there and I ran down to the beach and came back and it was gone. Right.
0: And I and I just remembered actually, didn't you track it down years later? Yes. Because it's like a custom two years shape. Ago. Yeah.
1: And it had your name on it. Yeah. So they called No, him. no, it didn't have my name on it. The art had my name on it, but you couldn't probably read it clearly. Uh but they just called nature shapes, they called Mike. So
0: they they tracked down the shaper of the board, call him up, ask him about the board or what?
1: Wanted details, wanted to know if it was worth anything. There I had done the giant art piece on it. I drew the octopus. And That's right. when it got stolen, you know, this it had been transferred like twice and then this other girl ended up with it and the mother had gotten in touch with Mike and was like, hey, we want to know about this board and Mike emailed me the picture of it and he's like, wasn't this the board you got stolen in Cocoa Beach like five or six years ago? And I'm like, yes. (laughs) Oh my God. He's like, I'm going to put you in contact with this lady and talk to her. So I ended up talking to this woman and, you know, she's like, yeah, my... The daughter's friend bought this from someone in, like, her dad bought it from someone in a gas station in Cocoa Beach, like, a couple of years ago. She's like, now we have this thing. And she's like, uh, it, you know, do you, do you want me to send it back to you? She's like, I kind of feel terrible. I'm like, no way. I was like, not this long. I was like, it's fine. I was like, let your daughter have it, you know. Let her fall in love with the sport, you know. Like, it was her first board. So I was like, that's what I, but it was just wild to get this call from or this email from this woman, like, I found your board <laughs> and not know that she found it. She that bought was, it, you know? She so thought bizarre. it was, you know, yeah, it was super weird.
0: What about this, The how many how many wetsuit gloves have you lost in your career? Because I've definitely heard a story of you losing gloves or boots, like wetsuit accessories, uh, multiple times. The most recent one being where you thought you lost them. There's like different variations oh, to the same yes, story. Yes.
1: Well, because I'm very, like, I'm very open, you know? I just like to let people know what's going on. Like, hey, guys, guess what? I had a kooky moment the other day. Like, (laughs) Uh, lost my gloves. Uh, Had to, was already suited. Walked right into Unsound and... Fully suited. Fully suited. Picked out a pair of gloves, went right to the register, and purchased my gloves and went down to the beach and did what I had to do. Had told you that story and then like several weeks even after that found the gloves for some reason underneath the front seat of my vehicle Mm.
0: (laughs) yeah well i think i'm pretty good about the gloves i i think i lost one pair driving away with them and they weren't even mine yeah
1: no that's not yeah losing equipment is not actually something that i do very often um losing equipment off my roof that is a different story uh i have I have lost multiple boards off the roof. Luckily, all in safe situations, I'm much more careful now, but um, and it's been many, many years. I'm gonna knock on wood, uh, but yeah. Driving away, just forgetting to strap the board back on. Damn longboarders. <laughs> One of my favorite things to do is to travel and to surf. And combining those two things is just one of the best things <laughs> to me. Um, where, do you, where do you travel? Mostly coastlines. Um, I've been to the West Coast. I've been out of the country. I've been to Central America. Uh, I love the Caribbean. I've been over to Hawaii. That was a very humbling experience.
0: <laughs> Ooh, I bet there's been some kooky moments in Hawaii. There were some kooky
1: moments in <laughs> Hawaii. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, you kooky moments... I showed up to Hawaii with a 5'7 fish. <laughs> <laughs> right from the bat. That yeah, like. It was a successful trip. I had a lot of fun on that trip. It was humbling. It was um it was awe-inspiring to be surfing amongst the pros. Um we were we did we did do a lot of surfing on the North Shore. It was in December. Um it's when <laughs> the North Shore of Hawaii is just Insane. There's multiple contests going on. Um, it's just at its prime. It's, it's the mecca. Being amongst other, like pros, who they're going to take off on a wave that you would never think is even makeable. And just about where you're, you would have taken off on the wave, they're busting their first turn or blasting their first air right where you would have been just because you didn't realize how much more power that wave has and how much faster you're going on this wave and you can cover larger different distances mm. on a, a wave that, you know, at home, you can't really cover that much speed because you're not going, you cover that much distance because you're not going that, much, that fast.
0: Right, right, so they're just taking off super deep, covering so much ground and then pulling their first maneuver where you would like set yourself up to take off. On the shoulder, I guess. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> ding 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 you're a kook <laughs> welcome to the goat cast
0: <laughs> and you were riding your 5.7 this whole time
1: oh yeah oh yeah i'm out there on my fish i mean it, it was it was they would probably call it in hawaii maybe two to three foot or as i would have called it like you know the sets were overhead like head high overhead mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and that's being humble yeah, yeah, and there were, there were, mo- you know, certain sets were bigger than others, you know, you're hitting that long period energy, like, it's super, uh, oh, it was, it was a really cool experience. Yeah, yeah, amazing.
0: I still have to get there, but that's actually one of the reasons I don't want to go there. Well, not don't want to go there, but putting it off is just like it's a mecca, it's where everybody goes, yes, and like surfing for me is semi an escape, or if not largely an escape,
1: and honestly, that's how I always felt. Um, we happen to score on pretty cheap Hawaiian Airlines tickets. Nice. Uh, They had just started running flights right to New York, got them for like 450 bucks. What? Pulled the trigger three days before the trip and then ended up rallying uh, three other people to go. Nice. They bought their tickets on a Thursday. I bought mine on Wednesday. We left on Friday. We had a blast. It was a great trip. Yeah, I bet. Call that a strike mission. Yup. We got to surf a couple of spots around Waikiki, which ended up being really fun. Yeah, if you got south swell, there's, that's gonna be a fun little. What did you have south swell in the winter? That's not really. It's not really common, but there's always a little swell wrapping, and there's always a little swell in the water. Yeah, I think and it's I think enough... I don't know, um, but it was it was enough to make we were on we we surfed a, Diamond Head around the volcano there, mm-hmm. and super fun little waves. We found a couple little A-frames, A frames, fishy waves. So I was very content now on yeah. my fish or came
0: all the way to Hawaii to ride. Six-inch Hawaiian size, three-foot New York size.
1: Yeah, no, I would call this, you know, three-foot, four-foot, just yeah. because it was a softer wave. But there yeah. was, like, shoulder, head-hive, you know, sets. Sick. Yeah, it was super fun. Practice my cutbacks all day long. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So it's getting to that time of year, I think you and I talked about this uh, the other day, where uh, the seats start getting a little stinky. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, oh, I put my booties on the other day Death. before this session. This is the same session uh, where the I got I got stuck in the wetsuit. But um, <laughs> I went put the boots on. And I'm like, oh, that is gnarly. So when I was getting out of the water, I decided to take the booties off in the water because I didn't really want my my feet smelling like that <laughs> for any reason, or to put them into socks or back into shoes or whatever. Um, Just around people. I, I'm like, of course, looking like a kook in the water, trying to take my booties off with the waves hitting me, trying to hold on to my board. Um, of course, I was longboarding. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I take the booties off, and I was not in the water for 30 seconds without booties. And I got out of the water, and my feet were stinging. The mm. water, to me, is still cold. Um, <laughs> it's freezing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, my gloves smell like death. that's mostly because i wear too thick of gloves for this time of year though it's so i'm
1: sweating in them you know no see i've been wearing i've been wearing these these three mil gloves that are filling up with water every time i take a like a paddle oh really because they're like porous
0: yeah the three mil gloves i had a pair of three mil gloves and they just broke down so easily like, yeah, same problem.
1: Yeah, like so I'm, like, paddling around with, like, bubbles of water in my hand. And then I'm taking them out of the water, and there's a cold bubble of water stuck around my hand. Mm. And I'm like, this is not doing me any justice right now. I have to... Maybe, do they have three mil mittens? Because the mittens are the best. Yeah, see, I do like the idea of the five-finger for the controls on the camera.
0: Oh, the camera. I wasn't thinking of that. What's it? Yeah, geez, that's a whole other element in the water. I thought you, you were talking about
1: longboarding for a second, so I was... Like, I was talking about longboarding. <laughs> yeah. But my three mil gloves happened to be five finger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I well, hate I think, five finger well, five mil gloves or seven mil gloves.
0: Oh, they're awful.
1: Terrible. It's, they're so cold.
0: When freezing. I was a kid, I, I thought they would be warmer because each finger has its own little sausage thing Support unit. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I just was
1: completely opposite wrong about that theory. Yeah, now you got more heat in four fingers than you do in one little guy yeah yeah yeah
0: <laughs> i don't know what i was thinking the glo- the the mittens just there's definitely an element of getting over it you know you just gotta for, like not think see, about see i i
1: do prefer the lobster claw really why um probably also because of the camera oh yeah having that one finger free yeah I always. oh you have
0: claw. one now what the hell is the point of that like um, except for dexterity for photographers. yeah well except for photographers but for surfers why would they ever have a glove that has one finger out like so that one finger can get cold what do you need to do in surfing with your pointer finger you know you're saying it's a lobster claw with one finger and the other three by themselves yeah or is it two and two
1: that's my jam yeah like like i said i think this for the, photographer, the, the, the index finger didn't really get cold why not i don't know uh-huh Maybe it's in the middle. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe if there's blood flowing good on the thumb and then on the pinky, the middle works better. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't want
0: lobsters. I want mittens. Mittens or five fingers. If, it's gonna, if you're going to go for the dexterity, they just get the five fingers. But I don't need that in the water. Now that I'm over the mittens thing, I, I'm fine with mittens, you know? Now, do
1: you go boots or five toes? <laughs> Dude, Chris, can I was like, "Is there five toe booties?" <laughs> Bro, those are those are my jam right there. Those <laughs> things are sick. Each oh, little it's... piggy gives you a different amount of turnability. <laughs> There's a certain level of balance to be dealt with there, Chris. Come on.
0: So to answer your question, I go with the boots.
1: Yeah. Go with the boots. How do you turn? <laughs> How do you hang five? What are you hanging? One? Two? Dude, I hung two today. I don't do longboard tricks. Well, you
0: should, bro. Yeah, I really should. You should. <laughs> and what,
1: what's your biggest fears in surfing? Oh, that's a good question. My biggest fears in surfing? Well, the obvious. Um, hurting myself. You know, getting injured. Getting, putting myself in a position that maybe I can't. I can't handle or i don't think i'm fit to handle at that point um knowing your boundary and wanting to dance really close to your to your limits but at the same time knowing what's beyond your limit
0: Mm -hmm.
1: so one of your that's i mean that's the serious answer to the question yeah yeah, if you want the kooky answer to the question (laughs) my biggest fear is you know pulling Back on a wave that I should have went on, that maybe I was even called into. Ding ding ding! That's the that answer. is that's... the cast answer.
0: No, no, that's actually that's the honest answer. Yes. I mean, geez, that that is should be anybody's fear is not going on an epic wave because you got a little spooked or scared, and or you geez, didn't think it, you were gonna make it. I didn't think. Which
1: maybe you weren't going to make it. But guess what, buddy? You had to go. And all your friends were watching. And everybody was watching. Yeah, that's definitely a fear. Like, that sucks. And that happens sometimes. And that's life. But screw it. There's so many other times that I do go for it and I do make it. And no one else was around to see it. So I don't, you know, I don't let that bother me too much. I try not to. Mm -hmm. I laugh about it. I usually come up laughing. I usually come up screaming and laughing and just, you know, enjoying it. Like, what are you going to do if you eat it over the falls? Like, the other day, I ate it over the falls, and I come up laughing so hard because I knew there was a bunch of people around watching. (laughs) And it didn't matter. It was kind of fun. (laughs) You realize your mistake, you know, and it is what it is. What about uh, big waves?
0: big waves uh well i feel like some... i feel like that's everybody's fear is it not because big waves means a different size to everybody so someone hears big waves and they're like oh yeah those six footers are really scary <laughs> and then you know someone else hears big waves and they're like oh my god i just don't want to go on a 20 foot wave and you're like what 20 foot <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so like big wave, everybody's scared of big waves because big waves means big waves yeah you know whatever is
1: your big some people i think pretend not to be scared I don't think you're right, but then, but I don't know. I feel like I know people who are just not scared of heights and I'm terrified of heights. Um, So maybe these people are just, are not terrified uh, for some reason of these towering mountains. I don't know. I mean, I guess when I hear interviews and talk to some of these guys about it, like they, there is a fear factor and they do have this anxiety before it, but they know they can handle it. They've been trained to do it. And a lot of times nowadays they have the proper technology and the proper equipment to be able to do it which is pretty rad, you know, it's taking a really cool turn. Um, but there is there is a there is a, a real element to it, death, you know? Like I think,
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure, especially when we're talking about those kinds of big waves. But, like, I mean, I think the fear is always there, you know? But if you're training, so now you have confidence, and you can also have courage, you know? But the fear, that it's got to be there, you know? but uh yeah but big waves huh what's uh do you uh, remember do you remember hurricane which one was it that you it was andrew the one that came straight up the coast from dead south of us and it built from flat to oh, double overhead no, by the end of the andrew. day and it like and, it, and not even from the beginning to the end of the day are you sure it wasn't andrew
1: so then it was I mean, like crispy. the name is off same swell it was july 4th no, it's andrew
0: July 4th? Yeah. Oh, not Andrew. You're right.
1: No, it wasn't Andrew. But it was it A. may have been Bertha or... No, it was A. It was A. It was the first was, storm of the season. It was season. the first one. Yeah, no, it wasn't Andrew. But anyway, I know exactly what you're talking about. I had... <laughs> I did have a kooky moment, but as I reflect on it, um, I realized it wasn't such a kooky moment because everybody's stories is kind of the same where, like, minutes went by and the size had just completely increased um i had actually started running down after looking at it seeing it was like shoulder high head high still a bunch of people out ran back to the trailer i thought that was the summer i had the trailer mm-hmm. ran back to the trailer got my my fish your five cent no, fish again no, no, no. <laughs> got the fish You're started running her. back down saw gavin and gavin's like uh where are you going with that board there buddy and at this point like i had put you know put my wetsuit on like probably 20 minutes had went by got the board maybe not that long actually i was pretty amped um started running down and, and gavin's just like where are you going with that buddy and i'm like what do you mean he's like it is bombing out there and i'm like dude i just looked at it. i was like all right fine i'll grab my shortboard ran back to the trailer grabbed the 6-1 shortboard ran up to the deck and i looked out you know, i'm fully suited ready to go, looked out. The, the, now the deck has like 10 people on it. <laughs> the other deck has like 20 people on it, you know, and you just, everybody's just staring at the ocean and I'm looking at the ocean and it is bombing out there. Now, theoretically, I have the correct equipment. Like I'm on a shortboard. Like it's, it's the board that I don't use very often only for when it gets big and generally hollow. But in this case, like it was, it was what I had and it was what I was doing. Went down to the beach, What comes like floating in, but like a board, nobody attached to it. And I'm like, okay. And I had, I think it may have been Gavin next to me or Gavin ended up going down to the next um, cove. And I just went straight out where I was. Mm -hmm. And by some grace of a higher life form or by luck or by just skill, I kind of squeaked out to the outside there were still some people on the outside but by this point the ocean was giant like it was big um, and every set was bigger than the next literally every set I would turn around I would see it out to sea and I would have to paddle basically as hard as I could to the horizon to not get crushed by it Because what I was doing is after that giant set would come through is I was paddling as much into the beach as I could so I can get one of the smaller medium-sized ones, but I kept missing those. So all of a sudden I would turn around and I'm like, oh my goodness, like the the freaking horizon is just stacking right now. And I paddle out and there just came a point where one, and this was, I mean, to spice up the story a little bit, at this point now it's almost dark. It's basically dark out. There's 20 people on each of the decks. My sister's up there, and friends and family, and they're all like watching this unfold now at this point. Cause now it's like, uh, is he, he hasn't gotten one yet? Is he gonna take one in? Like, what's, is he all right? Like, what's going on right now? It was, it was bombing. I had never seen it really that big. And all I kept doing out there was like, I had just watched one of the, the, I guess contest in Hawaii or something where I was thinking to myself like this was the year that Kelly Slater had ridden like a 5.11 or like a 5.9 fish at Pipeline Mm -hmm. and I I just kept telling and it was nothing like Pipeline it was just giant very flat-faced but powerful groundswell like it came up fast but it was super long and just kind of closing out it was paddling for these waves just imagining to myself slater did this on his board my board it's small but i could do this like (laughs) and eventually one of these sets out the back just crashed and probably at this point no exaggeration a 12 foot wall of white water was just coming at me because at this point i would say some of the set waves were probably 15 foot maybe 12 to 15 foot and this white water hit me like a brick wall. I got sent straight down <clears throat> and tumbled over, try, like death gripping my board, <laughs> just tumbling like a washing machine with my board in the surf. Cause I didn't want to lose it. Cause I knew like it, it was picking and it was powerful. And I think the leash would have snapped. Um, held onto the board finally came up and then the next one that hit me I was able to belly ride it in but that was my barely white water session <laughs> the so one wave I got was a giant wall of white water that I tumbled inside of and then the next one was like a four to six foot wall of white water that I rode in on my belly
0: <laughs> tail between your legs Well, at least you didn't turn around when you had your wetsuit and board on at the deck. That would
1: have been sacrilege. Other kooky experiences like being on the beach in California. This has happened twice to me. (laughs) Set the girls up on the beach with the blanket far enough away from the, the tide line. Go out and surf. And then one set wave comes through and wipes out the beach like 50 feet further up the beach line than you would have even thought. (laughs) That the wave was going to go. That's also that's a a West Coast and a Hawaii thing. Like there is rogue waves. That's a real thing. Uh, The tide can take one big wave in. You know, one of those big set waves comes through and just washes up the beach. Camera equipment and all. Did was your camera equipment in it? Yeah, it Uh ended up being okay both times, but yeah, you used up your two free cards already. God, Seriously? Eric, you gotta be careful.
0: Dude. Alright, that's the end of episode two. Thanks for joining in, everybody. If you know a acoustic... if you know <laughs> Freaking Kook. <laughs> Maybe I can. You know... <laughs> if you know a kook who knows how to talk, send him my way. <laughs> if you know a kook who'd like to be on the kook cast, send me an email. Info at thesurfcontinuum.com. Make sure you put two U's in continuum. Have a nice day, everybody. Woo!